morning everyone and welcome to Quarantunes, the show that talks to ordinary people from around the world about how the lockdown has affected them and what music they are tuning into at this strange time. Today we are crossing the Pacific Ocean to land in Bogota, Colombia. Susan's life has been pretty busy. In the past few years she has moved country three times, it's no wonder she is enjoying some quiet family time and listening to the music which is perfectly suits her mood. So let's welcome our guest. Welcome to the podcast, Susan. Thank you so much, Ingrid. I'm happy to be here. Tell us where you are at the moment. I'm in Bogota, Colombia, where we have been living since last August. Describe your immediate surroundings. What can you see out the window? Well, so it is um, actually dark here right now, but when I do look out of my window during the day, very urban where we are, and it's all brownstone apartment buildings, just as far as you can see, until you get to the mountain. We're, we sort of have one branch of the Andes that comes through here, and we have an amazing view. The sun comes up over over the mountains in the morning, which is which is gorgeous. Wow. But our view itself is a very city view. And how long have you been in lockdown? So we are now on day 48 of the city that turned into the national lockdown. The mayor was very aggressive here and she decided that she was going to lock down the city way before it got out of control. She was really on top of things. I have a great deal of respect for her. Mm -hmm. And so she started on a, I think a Thursday night. She actually battled a little bit with the president over, you know, the constitutional rights of what she was doing. And within, I think it was 24, 36 hours, he said, all right, we're going for a national lock. So he has just extended it for two more weeks and that'll take us to I think May 25th is the next step in the process. Wow, that's a long time. It is, but they're loosening up the restrictions a little bit. And last week, he allowed people to start exercising so we can go out from 6 to 10 in the morning. You can exercise within one kilometer of your house. Now, for this next phase, which will start next week, he's allowing children between the ages of like 6 and 17. They can go out for 30 minutes three times a week so they get a little bit of fresh air. Yeah, that's good. So if you weren't in lockdown, what would your day look like? So I actually work from home already. I work part-time and I do four hours a day. So mm-hmm. that part of my life has not changed at all. But I exercised a lot. But Bogota is a very outside uh, city. There's a lot of green space and people are out all the time running or biking, walking. There's a gym that I was going to three times a week. So just sort of living life out. There are a lot of great restaurants here that we love to frequent because they're, it's just excellent cuisine. So yeah, just being out a lot more. And I think that's been one of the hardest things to deal with is just the taking away. And, and I say that, you know, in yeah. quote, the taking away of that freedom of, because if we needed to have that freedom taken away for this time period, I believe, but to not know exactly when we're going to be able to return to that is hard. Yeah. It is, definitely. What was the first tune you've chosen then for us to listen to? So the first song that I chose was Dance Monkey. And the reason I chose that is because that song makes me happy. I know it's been overplayed, at least (laughs) in the United States. It makes my feet twitchy. It makes my shoulders get a little jumpy. They play it a lot in my gym when we're, you know, at the end of our workout, when you just need that little bit of burst of energy to get you through. To me, it's just a happy song. So I... Love listening to it, and I love listening to it at a at a high volume. That's an excellent reason. Here we go.
Okay, that's great. Fingers are your toes, Jeff. I love it. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here and, and my shoulders are, are jumping around. I just love that song. Yeah, it's very, very catchy. Who are you spending your quarantine with? So it's my husband and our 17-year-old son. And it has been a lot of together yeah. time, which I'm actually really enjoying. I mean, we our son is a junior in the American school here. So we know we have just these remaining few weeks of school and then we have one more year and then he goes off to college. So this has sort of been this great bit of found time mm-hmm. with him. Normally during the school year here, he gets on the bus at 6, 10 in the morning and they stay all afternoon. Their, their coach does a study hall and then he stays on through basketball. So most nights he doesn't get home till 730 wow. or 8 at night. So we really don't see him very much to have all day with him. I mean, he's studying, obviously, but we're having meals together and we're hanging out together at the dinner table and long after dinner is over, which is just yeah. such a gift. So it's like you've got an opportunity to bond with him all over again. Exactly. And I'm loving it. And I am one of the rare people I know who isn't itching for this thing to end because I know when it ends, then he goes back out into the world with his friends and school and basketball and and I won't yeah. have this time again. I know a lot of people are worried about children and their studies and everything, but I think in a way they're sort of learning other skills, you know, like patient, which they wouldn't get otherwise. Absolutely. And you know, the other thing, Ingrid, and this isn't an original thought of my own, his school does a Q&A every week. So parents can kind of tune in, they can hear any sort of new developments, they can ask questions of the administration. And one of the things that his school did a couple of weeks ago were these Zoom mm-hmm. parent-teacher conferences. So there were three-way conferences. He was on a computer, I was on a computer, and the teacher was on a computer. It was a massive undertaking of organization and logistics, and it went perfectly to the point where all of us parents were going, oh my gosh, please don't make us ever come back to school for a parent-teacher conference again. Let us just call in. And so the principal said, you know, one of the things there, this is causing all of us to do is to to reevaluate our processes. And we've done things the same way for so long that we just think that's the only way. And this is forcing us to try new ways. And maybe we go back to the old ways, but I don't think we're going to go back to the old ways for everything. It is a great eye opener. You were talking before about the Colombian government's response saying that it had been pretty quick in imposing the lockdown. Mm -hmm. How has the population reacted to that? You know, I have been so impressed, at least in our neighborhood. I mean, I have literally in 48 days not been further than a few blocks away, and that's walking Mm -hmm. our dog. But people have really been obeying the rules. And there's a long history here of civil strife. And so I don't know if part of that is, you know, part of this rule following now is because people have lived through a lot of horrible times here, but it really is remarkable. Now we're seeing with this last week of with people going out and exercising, there are a lot of people out. I've noticed even in the last two days, it seems like there are a lot more cars on the street. So, you know, I think people are getting antsy now. It's been a long time. We're we're seven weeks in and that's a long time to be stuck at home. That's true. What was the next tune that we're going to listen to? So the next song um, that I've chosen is Ring of Fire by Johnny Cash. The reason that I chose this song specifically 
is sort of what we were talking about before with my son. One of the things that we've that we have enjoyed doing is listening to music together as a family for for his whole life. But particularly over this period of time, these last seven weeks, when we're having dinner, we switch the phone around to to change out playlist or to say, "Oh, I want you to hear this song." And one of the songs that we have been listening to a good bit is "Ring of Fire" because. When Mac was a baby, he loved this song. I, I don't even know what it was, what it was, <laughs> but if he was in the middle of any sort of tantrum or if he was playing and you turn that song on, he would stop whatever he was doing to listen to Johnny Cash singing oh, Ring wow. of Fire. So <laughs> that was that was why I why I chose this because it's, you know, this sort of trip down yeah. memory lane that we've had with him brought this song back to the forefront of our memories. Okay, let's listen to it. A fiery ring Bound by wild desire I fell into a ring of fire I fell into a burning ring of fire Went down, down, down And the flames went higher And it burns, burns, burns The ring of Good old Johnny Cash. <laughs> I tell you, you can never go wrong with him. Yeah. I've been loving reading your daily diary on Facebook. I mean, you've got so many witty observations about life and great recipes. Had you planned to write a diary? <laughs> Did you write one before? No, I, I did not do that. And it really was a very organic start to this thing. You know, I posted something early on and then the next day my husband posted something and mm-hmm. it just sort of riffed off of that. And and the, the fun thing about it for me is that I am connecting. I mean, you know, we've all got Facebook friends that we haven't seen in a long time yeah. that we, you know, maybe went to high school with that we've not seen in 30 something years or whatever, you know. But I'm connecting with these people again. And I know it's only over Facebook, but I'm connecting in a way that I haven't even had that o- over all yeah. this time. And it's also connecting other people, you know, people that that'll come in and then they sort of strike up a, you know, a side a side conversation. So I really love that. And and the the beauty of the whole thing is it's nothing extraordinary. It is just sort of taking a look at daily life in a way that this quarantine, this lockdown is allowing us to have the time to do. Yes, we've slowed down a bit. Absolutely. And so I've got to ask you one question. What is a sourdough whisperer? <laughs> okay, so I got on the sourdough craze, you know, that that um, everybody was starting their sourdough starter, and I didn't know what I was doing at all. I mean, there are a million mm-hmm. different recipes for how to start it, and everybody has a different approach to it, and they're all different. Like, it should be chemistry, right? So you add this much yes. water and this much flour, and it should work, and everybody's is different. So I was convinced that I had killed the sourdough starter, and a friend reached out to me and said, okay, my brother is a sourdough whisperer, and he has had the same sourdough starter alive since I think it was 1982. It was either 1985 or 1982. She said he has 82, 82, the same sourdough starter alive since then. 
And she said, he will help you like you can. So this guy was amazing. I sent him videos <laughs> of my sourdough starter so he could see the bubbles and what it was doing. Yep. I sent, you know, pictures of this is what it looks like when I take it out of the refrigerator. This is what it looks like after I feed it. And he coached me through it. So he is the sourdough whisperer to me. I never knew that existed. <laughs> It was awesome. So he was amazing. And now I have a thriving sourdough starter in my refrigerator. And we are probably going to all weigh 300 pounds by the time this thing is over because we're eating so much bread. And do you think you'll carry on after this is over? You got the bug? Well, you know, what's interesting is that I always thought it took so much time and it does take time sort of spread out. I mean, you need time to let the dough rise and you need time to proof it and punch it down and bring it back. But what I have learned through all this because I hated baking, but I'm enjoying seeing what I have been calling the miracle of baking because it is a miracle when you see this... this thing rise up and then make this amazing bread. So what I what has been great for me is just to know what you're putting in your body instead of the preservatives of whatever they're putting in the stuff you buy the grocery store. So I do think I'll continue some of it, um, not to the level. I mean, I'm baking just about every day and, and that's just impossible to yeah. keep up when real life comes back. And the other thing I wanted to ask you about is you've been playing a lot of Farkle. I don't, I'm not familiar with that game either. (laughs) So um, it is nothing but a dice game. And we, you know, we were talking about this the other night while we were playing. Mm -hmm. Somebody just had this idea that I'm going to make up a game and we're going to roll six dice and we're going to, you know, ones and fives are going to be the number you really want. But if you get threes of something or fours or fives or sixes of something, then that counts. I mean, it's a totally made up game, but it comes in this little purple cup. It's called Farkle. Yeah. And it's fast. You know, you don't, it's not a, it's not a huge time investment. Is it a bit like Brudo? Like what? I don't know that game. Brudo, where I think you start with five dice and then each time you take one out. No. So this one, you roll the, the six dice the whole time. Ah, uh, okay. Or, you know, if you end up with three of a kind, then you only roll the other three if you decide you want to keep going forward. And you're playing to 10,000 points. I think it's 10,000 or 1,000 points. I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting. I'm not the scorekeeper. And I have not had a great winning streak as of late. I started out really strong when the lockdown started and was winning every night. And now I seem to have lost my mojo. Oh, well, I hope you get it back soon. <laughs> I hope so too. I'm, I have a very competitive family. So we are, uh, we all want to win and that mm. gets a little heated sometimes. Yeah. What's the next tune we're going to listen to? So the next tune is Carolina in My Mind by James Taylor. And while I know that James Taylor was writing about North Carolina, we're going to, we, you know, South Carolinians, which is where I'm from, we like to co-op that song and use it for our own. So, you know, this lockdown and border closings has put a wrench in our summer plans as it has for, you know, many people's summer plans. Um, We had intended to go back to the United States for the summer to do the big grand college road tour with our son Mm. to go visit the universities that he's most interested in. And then we were going to end up in South Carolina for our families. Beach Week. Everything is just up in the air. We have no idea. The the airport here is closed down to the end of May and whether it opens back up, we don't know. So if we can't go to South Carolina for real, we can at least go in my mind. In my mind, I'm gone to Carolina. Can you see the sunshine? 
Can't you just feel the moon shining? Ain't it just like a friend of mine to hit me from behind? Yes, I'm gone to Carolina in my mind. Carrying she's a silver sun. Yeah, that's a truly beautiful song. He also did a lovely song about Rio. Um, and, you know, as we met in Rio, I presume you, you like that one too. Yes. Well, and, you know, after you left, he and Elton John came for a concert together at, at the Sambodromo. Uh-huh. It was incredible. It poured buckets of rain, but it was such a magical night. Oh, wow. James Taylor and Elton John, that would definitely be something. Yeah. And it was actually on my birthday. So I felt like it was a really amazing birthday present that they gave me. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, just talking about living in different places, that's what's really quite difficult for people like us who live a long way from home, isn't it? Is not knowing when we're going to be able to get to see our loved ones. Mm-hmm. Yes. And people have, I've had a lot of discussions with friends and, and, colleagues about why I'm so crazy strict about staying home. Why now that we can go out a little bit, why I'm going out and running with a mask every day. If my mom were to get sick, Mm -hmm. I don't have the luxury of flying out to see her right now. So it's super important to me that people take this seriously because it is a killer disease, a killer virus. So it is hard that not knowing when we're going to be able to, to see family and friends back home, that not knowing if there were an emergency, how we deal with it. Yeah. You know, we would have to deal with it in our respective places because I, I can't get out. So, yeah, so that part's hard. That part is really hard. Yeah. And how are they doing? They're in Carolina. Or yes. Well, so my mom is in South Carolina. My father's passed away and my siblings are in South Carolina. Jimmy, my husband's sister is in South Carolina, but his mother actually, she has a mountain house up in North Carolina and she, before all this started, she was just going to go away for a couple of weeks and she got stuck. So she has not been back since, I think, February, but she's where she needs to be. She's super healthy there. So what's the first thing you're going to do when the lockdown gets lifted? Oh, gosh, walk further than two blocks away. Is that a good answer? <laughs> you know, I don't know. I I, I really miss my gym. I, I was never a gym person before Rio, but I developed mm-hmm. this sort of sense of community at the gym I went to there and the gym I go to here where I see these same people every day. And I miss that. Like I miss waking up, getting my child on the bus and then going straight over to the gym where I, you know, there were a handful of people that we saw each other three mornings a week. So that I'm really looking forward to because I don't like working out at home by myself. I've decided I'm looking forward to eating in restaurants again. What I'm worried about, and you know, this from, from living in South America, there's a whole culture that's a lot more touchy-feely than, for sure, the United States and I yeah. think England, Europe as well. And I'm really worried that the longer this goes on, the more that's going to change a whole so- social, cultural aspect of life here. Nobody's kissing when they greet each other. Nobody's hugging. I'm interested from sort of a, I don't know, is it anthropological viewpoints to see how this is going to change places that you and I know and love? Yes, exactly. I hadn't really thought of that. Is it going to be permanent that people will actually hold back from giving people a hug or when they meet up? I think it's going to be really strange for a while. Yeah, that's a good point. 
And do you think there'll be any long-term benefit out of this? I'm speaking very much from a United States perspective. I, I hope people will recognize the value of believing in science again. Science told us what what was going to happen with this. Mm-hmm. Scientists predicted based on the, the patterns that were happening in other places, and people were not very quick to believe it. So I'm hoping that there's a renewed focus on, on the sciences. One thing that I've been enjoying here. I mean, the air is so much cleaner in Bogota that without pollution, we sort of get into a little bit of a bowl here sometimes. And there's an inversion where the the pollution sort of sinks down and the air has been clean. It's amazing. So I would love for people to see that emissions control is important, that maybe we don't all go back to work at the same time you know, they stagger yeah. things out because they realize that people can work from home for many jobs. But maybe yes. th- there are ways that we can implement these controls on the environment in a way that don't necessarily feel like government controls, but they're just ways that we, we realize that we can help the environment. Because people have seen that it works. Yes, absolutely. And it, and it didn't take much time, Ingrid. That's the, the beauty of it. It is seven weeks and we have clean air here. That is not a huge amount of time in the big scheme of things. No, it isn't. So what was the last song that we're going to hear today? Okay, so the last song is a song called Everything's Going to Be All Right. And I first heard this song when we were living in Rio and our son had gone to play in a school sports tournament in the countryside of Sao Paulo State. And I got this crazy idea that I was going to drive to Sao Paulo from Rio to go watch the final, which was the next morning. So I booked this um, crazy, like a farm stay Mm -hmm. kind of place. Had really no idea where I was going. I just plugged it into the GPS and started driving. And it was like six hours. It was dark when I got there. And I, of course, was driving to this farm stay. So you're on dirt roads forever. And I freaked out because I thought, this is, I mean, this is like a horror movie, right? Like, I don't even know anything about this place. I found it on the internet six hours ago and I'm driving on the dirt road in the dark yep. and I don't even know what uh, playlist I had going, but this song came on and, you know, it's got this little peppy beat to it. And I was like, okay, you know what? Everything is going to be all right. I'm going to get there and everything's going to be okay. So I did get there and it was fine. As time has gone on, we left Rio. I had a little health scare. We went to Venezuela. We ended up getting evacuated out of Venezuela. Then now we're in, in Bogota and the coronavirus has come. So this song is sort of it's a touchstone that I keep coming back to over and over and over again because mm-hmm. everything is going to be all right. John Lennon is famous for saying, I don't think he made up the quote, but famous for saying that everything will be okay in the end. And if it's not okay, it's not the end. And I have to believe that, right? We don't need to be hitting the panic button. We're going to get through this. And it's just a, a chance to sort of cool our jets and enjoy our family time, enjoy a slower pace of life, because we'll all be back to normal very, very soon, I'm afraid. Well, I hadn't heard this song before, and I have to say it's very beautiful. So thank you for introducing me to it. My pleasure. This world's been kicking my behind Life ain't been a friend of mine Lately I've been feeling kind of low And she looked back over her shoulder Pointed at the sign hanging up on the wall That say everything's gonna be That's lovely. Thanks for speaking to us today, Susan. I loved it, Ingrid. I loved um, being with you and, and all the best to you and Mel. And thank you for having me. 
Thanks for that great chat, Susan. I think I've got to up my baking goals now and start making sourdough. That's all for today, guys. Hope you can tune to our next episode of Quarantunes, coming soon. Have a great day.